Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe, Jen's here, and Ben is here. And our guest today is Nico from the Conspiracist podcast, which is a tongue twister for me because I'm retarded. <laughs> but it's it's really not that hard. But uh, so this is, just to introduce him a little bit, this is the guy that hit us up and sent us a bunch of free CBD for the pets, which I have been taking a lot. And it is awesome. It's high quality stuff and Hopefully, we're going to work with you as a sponsor in the future. And so go check them out. Uh, PurePetWellness.com. Is that correct? Am I, yes, am I right? exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I know you've sponsored a couple of our friends like Ghost from My Third Eye. That's where I actually first heard about you. And I wait, is it Ghost? Yes, Ghost. My Third Eye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> There's if I was so many the in the community now. I get them I mixed up all the time, too. It's like, well, I know. Uh, Ghost, Jim Bob, um, Ryan Dean. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. A bunch of those yeah. guys. All, all the homies. Yeah. When we go on My Third Eye, Ghost and Ryan and I will all just kind of go off on a tangent about dogs for a while. And then Ryan is usually the one to rein it in and be like, okay, we're talking about dogs an awful lot. We should just Which is go funny because Ryan loves dogs, too. Yeah, yes, he was, but he'll go in on it, too, and then be like, okay, we need to stop. Yeah. Well, that's where I've heard your voice before. Uh, I've heard it on this show before, but I was like, oh, I've heard this before. Um, I don't watch. I usually listen on the um, just like the headphones and stuff while cooking oh, yeah. or something like that or playing with the kids. So it's really cool putting like faces to the voices. Yeah. No, so it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, now when I'm listening to Ghost, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I recognize that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell everybody a little about little, little Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your show and your uh, your CBD company. Definitely. So uh, my show is the Conspiracist. We're um, we were on a hiatus for a little bit, but we've been guesting on a lot of shows recently and uh, getting the ball rolling again. And so we just have an Instagram, The Conspiracist. Um, you'll find us just by searching that. And um, also we're on Spotify. We used to be on Anchor. I know a lot of people were on Anchor before. And it'd been so long since we podcasted that when we came back, it had become Spotify. So yep. <laughs> we were part of a corporate merger. And <laughs> But at least it was very smooth. Like they still had the money they owed me, which was not much. It was like 10 bucks on there or whatever. <laughs> But I'm waiting for a sponsorship from them now. I don't know how that works. If they're going to have a human, uh, it's probably not going mean, to happen. It's a little <laughs> uh, inside baseball, but I would step away from that platform. Okay. Yeah. They're, That's they're what terrible. everyone's telling me. That's what Ghost yeah. is telling me. I, I got uh, Ryan and I maybe Ghost too. I'm not sure, but we're all using different platforms now because there's a lot out there. Like it's not just, it used to be anchor. Like you go to anchor, it's free. It's easy. There's a lot of them out there now that will actually pay you ad revenue and do it 
consistently. Anchor does not. I don't know why. I haven't figured it out yet. But again, we're kind of breaking the fourth wall with this. Listeners, don't yeah. worry about this. Unless you're, thinking about, <laughs> unless you're thinking about starting your own podcast, you can Google it yourself. But uh, tell us about your uh, CBD products, though, because you sent us free samples, which is very nice of you. And uh, pet paw balm, uh, CBD paw balm and the oil that we put in their water. And they fucking loved it, like we were talking about uh, before the show. And I love it, too. It just tastes like nothing. I mean, it's great. It's anti-inflammatory. <laughs> if you're a stripper or a whore, it helps your your anti-inflammation in your private parts. <laughs> hey, it's what he said. This is an idea. But... You can catch all of this on DPTV. <laughs> yeah, DPTV. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so the reason we started the company is um, at first CBD, I thought it was like a snake oil when I saw the price online. And um, I was like, oh, you, can't, you can't just like make this, give them a nug or something like that. And uh no, I went down a deep rabbit hole and um, red pilled myself pretty much on the whole world of holistic healing. And that helped me down the road with myself. But with my um, dog with dual hip dysplasia, we had moved all our whole life down to Mexico to get surgery done on both hips because here in San Diego, it was like 8,000 a hip or something crazy they were quoting us. For a dog? Yeah. And the recovery Damn. period was there. They quoted 2,000 for an x-ray, which was just like, comical and that that actually is a cool little tangent to a conspiracy is i sat next to i got upgraded to first class on a plane just one of those miracle things where you're in coach and like yeah, we got an extra one or whatever and so i got upgraded i think maybe because i was one of the younger guys on the flight and um the guy i sat next to was like this dude in a pink shirt and he was bragging about how he had bought up all he's been buying up he's traveling to san diego to buy up veterinarians and so the reason he does this is to keep their name. So it looks like it's still a mom and pop, but the mom and pop retires. And then he hires new veterinarians at the bare minimum, like 50,000, 40,000, 60,000 a year type of stuff. And then he jacks their prices up like 10, 20 times. And then it, they uh, make it so they saturate the market. So there's no, he literally owns every single vet in the area. And they also wow. own like band, like the big vets too. So it's just one giant corporation, no matter if it says like Johnson's vet in front of it, it's the way, you know, is the prices though. Like if you go in there and there's an, there's a x-ray for 80 bucks, that's still a mom and pop. But if there's an x-ray for 2000 bucks, it's been, did we lose you there? Do you, am I here? Oh, now you are. Yeah. You You're cut right. out there for a minute. That was weird. Zoom technicalities. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're frozen again. Okay, oh. now you're back. There we go. Oh, shoot. I'm like, should I hardwire in? I'm on Wi-Fi right now, but... Oh, that'll do Ooh, it. Yeah. yeah. That'll happen every once in a while. It's no big deal. So how did you get uh, turned on, though, to the CBD thing? Because I know it's oh, been kind, yeah. of, it's kind of a trendy thing in the last few years. How did you feel? How did you handle that conversation with that dude that was bragging about being a douchebag? Oh, man. He was like... I was really young and not like... Yeah, I had I don't know if you've even seen Zeitgeist yet. So like uh, a long time really, ago. Yeah, I hadn't been like woken up, woken up yet. So like I wasn't sure what happened to the town. I was like, man, we gotta get these guys and shit. <laughs> when we were going, when we were bombing Iraq the first time and stuff, I was like, oh, hoorah! So um, yeah, that a was lot a of people were change. though. That's yeah. normal. Yeah, like people were watching it on the news and like they'd be like, yeah, the bombs are dropping. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, my God, this is kind of crazy to be celebrating, like blowing up some villages. And <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially for, uh, you know, liberals back in the day. That's a weird thing to celebrate. Oh, it's supposed to be gone full circle. Right. right? It's yeah. gone full circle. Now it's like, yeah, Ukraine, fucking fuck Russia. Bomb well, now we're looking at it like, actually, are those guys really bad? Is it them? Right. <laughs> If the news says they're bad, then I'm like, okay, now I got to double check this. Okay. And, <laughs> and before you know, you have a Russian flag and you're like pro Putin and shit. <laughs> well, then you read that he was on the world economic uh, young junior leaders thing. So yeah. you're like, oh God, it's all one big game. It's like, he's just a fake propped up boogeyman that plays his role really well. Like he's a uh, good. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all, they're all actors in a the theater. It's starting to look more and more like that every, every day. When you learn who these people are, you're like, Oh, they're all just kind of playing their part. Okay. Yeah. And, we're just, and we're just watching it on TV, no less. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, um, idiocracy. 
which uh, one last little quick tangent before I go back to talking about CBD, but um, the idiocracy, do you know that they had a thing about shoes? Like they try to find like a company that would give them some like shoes that they could use in their show that would be just kind of in embody the idiocracy concept like so goofy and stupid that no one would be wearing them or should was it be Nikes? wearing them. <laughs> no this what can you guys can you guess it but that was a good guess adidas no boo something like doctors and nurses wear a lot oh shoulders uh, no crocs oh, oh so wow. if you go back and watch that movie everyone's wearing crocs dude no like they like, shit yeah. oh yeah i remember that the guy that puts all of the things in it he's like this one this one goes in your mouth that dude's wearing <laughs> crocs for sure and now look everybody's fucking wearing them oh. yeah that's like a perfect example of like predictive programming just idiocracy everything in one little and <laughs> mike judge is a genius and uh was way ahead of his time <laughs> oh yeah, Predi he predicted a lot of things throughout his movies and shows. But uh, oh, so the reason I got into CBD is I I had got the first surgery done on the first hip, and it was a horrible process. And dogs only live uh, a short period of time, so the recovery process was six months. So on average, you times that by seven. So if you imagine having like a four and a half year recovery or three and a half year recovery or whatever that maths out to. Um, it was just like a huge chunk of your life and uh, it's just hard to have a dog stay in place after it's had a surgery like that like you can't really ca have a conversation with it and like the hydrotherapy and all this stuff that we had to do to get it back to function was just traumatizing so that gave me some time to look at other options and then so i was like okay well i'm gonna I'll, i'm gonna buy some cbd even though it was super expensive at the time for like a 300 milligram bottle and uh, I started using it and I started using some glucosamine and I started um, just starting raw diet and all those things combined just completely transformed her potentially. I can't say FDA, uh, maybe just coincidentally, but um, when we came in for our next x-ray for the next hip, the, the vet was just like, I don't know what you did, but this other hip we didn't do surgery on is almost looking better than the hip that we did do surgery on. And it's like, just finally, finally getting to the point where it's like recovered. And so wow. like, I was completely sold from that point on. And, uh, I started working for a few companies to try and get the price lower for me. Cause I'm a web designer by trade before, um, like AI and stuff has pretty got much gotten rid of not like, or just website builders is even before AI simple stuff has gotten rid of that um, industry pretty much. So I don't do too much of that, but um, I did for a bunch of CBD companies and I saw how they were manufacturing and they were using like grapeseed oil and just the cheapest possible oils you can get, which grapes are uh, bad for dogs. They're allergic to it. Um, I guess they can survive off of grapeseed oil, but I don't think that would be an ideal oil to use for them. It's just the cheapest oil. So we used organic MCT oil from the United States, organic um, hemp oil from hemp grown in the United States, like all products that I would use on myself and uh, the only type of stuff I would use on my dogs who are like my kids. So I think a lot of people are in the same boat with that, with their dogs. And um, like I, when my kids are older, old enough, then they'll probably, <laughs> I would probably recommend them using it as well <laughs> if they have yeah. any issues. For it's sure. Like, There's nothing wrong. CBD is kind of demonized because it's closely related, you know, to yeah. marijuana, which also isn't bad now. I mean, it never really was, but it needs to stop being demonized. CBD is good for you. It's actually could, a medicine. I think there's been like with the, the course of the past, like five, eight years, it's been a huge change to the point where like anytime you mentioned it before, like old people would be like, oh, you marijuana or marijuanos or something there. <laughs> but now there's old people who are the ones you, you'd be at the dog park and they'll be like, you know, have you ever heard of this CBD stuff? I, t I got some really good stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If I've heard of it before. As Granny lights up a doobie in the park. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. I love seeing old people smoke weed. It's it's so heartwarming. It's I just like, love oh. seeing old people come around to new things in oh, general. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. There's two routes to go. It's like you either become a curmudgeon or you like become woke. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Russell Brand and like all these guys weirdly have like Mike Tyson. Have you noticed this whole kind of 
uh, philosopher kind of thing they're pushing, like celebrity yeah. philosopher. Well, and they even I believe it's Daily Wire uh, with Joe Rogan and P Jordan Peterson. They have the uh, intellectual dark web where it's the idea of the same exactly what you think, an intellectual group, but they're not really intellectuals and they're kind of going against the grain. Uh, it's like you said, it's kind of been popping up with a lot of people. Yeah, and generally with celebrities, especially actors, I don't give a fuck what you say. Like when these these actors are like, oh, you should follow my political opinions or my uh, climate change. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you pretend to be something you aren't for a living. I'm not listening to you at all. But when you have, uh, like Ben was talking about what they call the intellectual dark web, which is, uh, think of that what you will. And we've talked a bunch of this, you know, about Rogan and everything else, but it is cool to see those ideas kind of coming into the mainstream, but then you've got to wonder if you want to go even further, is that good? Are we on the right track then if this is coming into the mainstream? But that's just oh, being yeah. contrarian. I'm just being an asshole. So it probably is good. I no, I, th I think you're onto something with that, even with like uh, the, the marijuana world being so legalized and pushed forth and you can it's so easy and cheap now now i'm like what did they did they unlock a nice gmo strain that makes us infertile or something like what or did it make us like androgynous or it's making just, the frogs gay dude yeah 100 as soon as it becomes regulated there's something i'm like are they lacing it with astrazane it. yeah <laughs> well, right? i wouldn't yeah. even go that far it's probably just being sprayed with glyphosate like everything else Sorry, Ben. No, you're good. It's it's the same thing with anything that ends up actually helping. The, the whole the whole idea of the FDA um, pushing, for instance, something I take, Kratom, they've, I've been pushing to try to schedule that for like 10 years. Every time that they try to push to get it um, in board, it's like two things happen. One, it's taxed. And then two, they're able to manipulate it as to tell you what's good for you to take when it comes to that product. And it's like, that's because they want to be able to make the money on it, but then they can also control the flow in and out of what it does to you. It's like they're taking away anything that strips them of both the power of control and the power of the money oh, flow. 100%. And it's like, whether it be CBD or pot, like I, it, my parents, super Baptist, they were like, oh, all the potheads voting to legalize pot. And Joe and I were like, no, no, it's not the potheads voting. Trust me. They're the ones voting no, because as no, soon like as the they legalize market. it, yeah, as soon as they legalize it, everything about it basically goes out the window. Oh, you don't know how right you were because um, all my friends here, like when it was still a gray area and it was medicinal, they all had nice businesses. They had houses and Teslas and uh, employees and all that stuff. And then when regulation came down, they came up with this most ridiculous thing where it was $100,000 plus to apply for a license here to get your medical marijuana license. But it's not guaranteed that you get it. So you basically throw your money at the wall and be like, yo, you have to have a hundred thousand you could lose. So all of a sudden every mom and pop was gone because none of them wanted to throw a hundred thousand into a lottery. And all the same people who own the clubs down in downtown San Diego, the ones that look like Las Vegas, like strip club vibe kind of clubs. They're now the owners of every single club here, pretty much. Yeah, except. they just monopolized it. They turned it into a corporation like anything else. And yeah. it is not like there's pros and cons. It's like going to Walmart where it's nice to go to Walmart and find a pair of flip-flops for five bucks. That's so cool. But to, when you're smoking something, especially the pot marijuana, you probably don't want to buy it from Walmart. Like that oh, would yeah. be the, If Walmart started selling pre-rolled joints, I'd be like, hmm. Probably not where I want They're to get my going to. That should have been an idiocracy. <laughs> well, I think the next step is why waste all your time growing a plant when you could like culture a bacteria that can produce THC or THC three or whatever molecule they want for you. So you can make dabs out of a bacteria because that's what they do for citric acid. So like you know, like citric acid that's supposed to be a natural preservative in all of our food. When you look there, you're like, oh yeah, citric acid that does not come from citrus. That comes from a black mold that was geo, GMO engineered to produce citric acid. So it's not the I same at it. all. It doesn't bio like a, it's not bioavailable. It's like a toxin to you and shit like that. It's cr it's super crazy how like something can be so close and have the same name, but actually be toxic for you. And the other thing can be natural and it can be on the same shelf.
Yeah, and imagine how many of those there are. I mean, if you started looking into it, it would probably blow your mind a little uh, bit. Yeah. Like, I, the... I took an acne medicine that was synthetic vitamin A, and that synthetic vitamin A was so toxic, like that it caused like an insane birth defects in women that they had to take birth control before they were allowed to take this medication because it was guaranteed that if they had a baby during this, that they were going to have like a crazy egg head or something like that like a rocky situation yeah so you had to like sign all this paperwork get pregnancy tested every month and stuff if you were a female taking this medication and it was just synthetic vitamin a i can't even name the medication because i probably get sued but you guys could probably figure it out is it but, accutane uh potentially <laughs> i'll say it so why, why couldn't people just see that it was synthetic vitamin a and then start taking vitamin a themselves would it have That's, the same effect because I mean, google wasn't really popping that much so like that i wish i knew that my mom was pretty much putting me there but the doc i had a doctor telling me like this is like a miracle drug like i just went and heard so much about it i'm like oh you, they paid for you to go to a conference to like fucking grease the wheels of this whole situation and it was about like $500 a pill for your insurance company so they looked at people in the, in the military they're like oh your insurance will cover this as my dad was in the military so they were like force feeding this stuff gotcha. they're like oh let's get you on a higher dose let's get you on a higher dose and you guys were the test group yeah and it was it was just like the Ford Pinto like they're like well we're gonna charge $500 a pill of these insurances so and even if we get millions of dollars in lawsuits we're still gonna come out in above so like they have a million commercials on tv for like class action lawsuits and all this stuff for that one freaking no pill. they don't give a shit that's and you could have just pharmaceutical, yeah there's pharmaceutical <laughs> companies in general they they bank on or they they plan for having several lawsuits that cost them a lot of money but they make so much selling it that they don't give a shit it's like yeah Knowing and that most you're of them, have they to... win because like most people don't have the money to put up a decent fight against the pharmaceutical company. It's usually like a doctor or something like that every once in a while who wins a small settlement or a class action. But it's the lawyers who get all the money in that shit. So <laughs> yeah, and they they have they have a budget for that. They have a budget set aside for oh, this is our we're gonna get sued for this one because we did clinical testing and that's gonna fuck some people up and we're gonna get sued. But that's okay. We're gonna make five billion dollars on it, so that's fine. It's all business. Yeah, the, it the, might not the, even be evil. It's just business. That's the best clinical testing data we could probably find is the data they base their budget off of, like, <laughs> like how much they're gonna have to set aside for injuries and stuff like that. Be like, okay, I want to see that data where you came to that number. I want to well, see how those people sleep at night when they're right? like, oh, let's set this aside for all the injuries that are going to happen. Oh, they sleep that are inevitable. They, they sleep soundly on their yachts on Ambien and vodka or something. Like yeah. they, they don't give a shit. I feel like it's like when I'm playing a video game and I'll, I'll like ruthlessly go at someone else and not even care about like giving them any chance because I'm like, oh, it's a video game. Who cares? Like, I think they take that same mentality into real life where like, I think you'd have to either that or you're a sociopath, which yeah. could, could both or be true. Both right the here. same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes me wonder though, those elites, this is a weird rabbit trail to go down. I'm not going to entertain it for too long, but when you get to a certain level, I think you have an idea of how the world works. And I mean, spiritually, as far as like how, why we're here and how we're all connected and what we are. And once you know that the, the way that all of these people behave is like, who cares? Like they know that reincarnation's a thing. Like, I don't give a fuck if all these people die. I know that they're going to come back to life anyway. So it's not a big deal. Like your video game analogy. I don't understand how they can believe that though and like not believe in karma and that they're racking up kind of a debt or something, you know, and yeah, I who don't knows? Know. Maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe it's like that Probably. one game where you can be good or bad and then like even racking up bad karma has its own benefits. Like it gives you access to more like Jeffrey Epstein shit or something. If that's more bad powers <laughs> like a fable. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, what like, uh, we just had a, a guy named Todd Cave on the other day. Great fucking dude. And he was kind of talking about this and how they they somehow the parasite class somehow think that by doing the worst shit is actually good for them because they're bringing on the second coming of Christ or something. So they actually think it's they're do, they're good, not good, but they're they're doing something right because they're causing prophecy to come true. Maybe it's the same twisted inverse logic that these people are doing. They're like. Oh no, this is fine. We're causing people to die, so that's going to make you know things happen faster. So we're actually helping. 
were the the necessary hand needed for this well especially for people that believe in uh, population control it's oh, like yeah. to a lot of those people that they're just you know sh sheep herders and they know that we don't know nearly as much as we should know if everything was transparent it's like who fucking cares so a couple million people die that what weren't paying their taxes we don't give a fuck like, they we're living off welfare anyway. Who yeah. gives a shit? The population yeah. control thing is the most annoying thing, too. And you'll see, like, it's kind of an American thing, too, where we all think we're just like temporary broke millionaires. And, like, we're just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, we shit on like lower class or whatever. Um, like the population thing, when people start talking about it, I'm like, dude, you realize you're not going to be in the chosen, like, people <laughs> like yeah like, we really need to get rid of all these people the traffic and all this bullshit i'm like you're a paper pusher like why do you think you're gonna have you're gonna get a slot on this elysium or whatever yeah right. you're, you're a useless eater you're yeah. a replaceable monkey you you'll not even be missed you're cheering on your own demise and like expect like ex <laughs> it's like the claw or something in freaking um toy story oh yeah <laughs> Well, and the, the worst part about that, too, is that it's like it also proves to the exact same way that our social parameters are now where it's you are so important just the way you are. And it's like, I'm not saying that I should be like, I'm a piece of shit. You know, I'm a mouth breathing knuckle dragger. I, I'm not worth anything. To, no, I'm not saying that either. But it's one of those. It's narcissistic. There's a big difference. And are for the most part, everybody in our country, they think of themselves exactly like what you said, like very kind of narcissistic when it's like, well, hold on a second. You're still, if you take global population and GDP in the top 1% easily, like if you live in America and for the most part, you live in the top 1% globally. So it's like, if, if, if we're the people on the, you know, middle to lower rung, then what do you think the people at the very top are? Because they're the ones that are controlling the whole show. They don't give a shit about the rest of us. We're not, like you said, we're not in the chosen few. No, be, being in America is basically having like front row seats at the show where we're still the audience, but at least we can see the show a little better. True. Those people up in the nosebleeds, True. that's fucking Afghanistan and all those yeah. people. You know, I think there's a... <laughs> I think there's kind of a double-edged sword to that too, though, because like uh, yeah. here we are so ground to the point that we can't really um, like do any protests like they do in France or mm -hmm. like really get together to any point because we have to get to go to work the next day. Like we right. can't take a week off. We can't take two weeks off. We can't take a month off. And we haven't been able to do that for, I think the since the beginning of the country. But if you look back, like historically, uh, after the harvest, it'd be like three months of partying throughout most countries right. across the world. And they still do it in like India and um, in like the Arab countries during uh, Ramadan for the whole month. They just shut that shit down. They don't care about the GDP. They don't care about anything. Imagine if we had a month, a year where we shut shit down and like people could sit and powwow and talk about stuff. You know how like different... Like the purge? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. no. It's like the opposite. They have the chill, the chill purge. <laughs> But it'd be a it'd be a purge of like uh, I don't know the rat race mentality potentially because like one month just to everybody chill out for a second like the only stuff that was open is the gas stations and like the grocery stores but only a few hours a day and it's rotating like, shifts probably so that yeah yeah well, I think see I, think, I would settle for what the Mexicans do they do a siesta every day oh Spanish I'd go for that yeah that's oh, Spanish that Spanish oh sorry. yeah I think in those countries <laughs> it works pretty well uh because it's human contact they they're not a lot of those countries are not as immersed in you know what we're doing uh with this shit uh so when they take a month off from work a, a lot of it is just that like oh hey i i don't know that guy I, he said he was like from two thousand miles from here and he's drunk naked in my little kiddie pool out front like <laughs> you know we had a wild party last night and it's human contact and i i agree with you i think that if we did that and just shut shit down and everybody just was like block parties yeah i think i think it would change uh you know a lot most of our country's mind if they if they did that but i i think with how immersed everybody is it would just be commercialized that week yeah. or that month yeah. would we be can like, get there though the month. these countries that do that are very old countries they have right. a lot of uh. culture a lot of history we do not 
we're the melting pot, but we're new. So we're just being little toddlers as a country acting like idiots over here. Meanwhile, these people are like, you're not going to take a month off and powwow and connect with each other. Okay. That's 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 what an adult country does. Yeah. That's the thing. Change my diaper. Being a melting pot. That's the last thing the controllers would want is for everybody to take a month off and get along with each other. Right. You know what? Oh, yeah. One month off, everybody getting along with each other, we'd figure out real quick what the real problem was. They oh, can't yeah. allow that. No. Oh. You get Saturday, Sunday off, then back to work, you fucking slaves. And That's fucking- why I said we're yeah. like too saturated. Like we're all too plugged in our, for our, that exact reason, Joe. Our person, our real life community is fractured way a long time ago. And then um, the family community, unit is now being it's been fractured when the the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Moms had to go, or at least two parents had to go work, like regardless of which sex it was working. Um, but in Morocco, their family unit is so strong, they don't use banks. Isn't that, this is the craziest shit. I was like, I could never trust my mom. She would give all my shit to my sister like, and not even bleak at eye. They'd be in Hawaii sipping my ties while like me and my kids would be like, what the fuck? How am I going to get shoes? <laughs> like what the, sh-? but in Morocco, no, they don't use a bank at all because they, they abide by the religion, which says like um, taxes or interest is haram, which is like a, a sin. So they don't even technically Christianity says that too. Yeah. But we're so corporate. Like we've been like all of our, that we just make excuses for everything at a certain point. They're like, Oh, well to function and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, they still function. And the way they work is like, if some family member wants to buy a house, they pool all their money into a big pool and then they'll like go in and they'll buy a house cash. And then when the next person needs to buy a house, they'll cycle and they'll buy the house cash or like this guy needs a, something for his job and they'll they'll vet you like instead of having a someone give you a credit score, your family is going to give you a credit score. It's like not a number, but they're going to be like, well, this guy is legit like he pays his dues. How much better is that than just a fucking number associated to a person or something like yeah. that? So, And how much more incentive do you have to be good? to your relatives and friends instead of being a shitty person. And credit scores here in the United States are bullshit. You can have no collections and have a ton of credit cards. And if you use all of those credit cards and almost max them out, but still pay them on time, you'll still have a shitty credit score. It won't be bad. Like you can still get stuff, but it will look bad. Like that hurts you. Well, the way the way you do it as a rich person is you don't ever take any negative credit to on yourself. You put it out on an external, uh, company or trust so like something like what um, trump did which was really smart with his real estate he wrote off something that all real estate people do because it can roll over for a bunch of years so if like you took a loss for a billion dollars on a property you can't just write it off for that year you can write it off for a bunch of years so that that gives you like a huge potential write-off pool so you're going to end up paying zero tax so that kind of stuff exists for rich people like my wife does taxes for a lot of rich people and they all have like 10 corporations so you can cycle each one each because you can only claim a loss every certain amount of years but no it's all a game and that's yeah. that's what's so stupid and they don't teach you the game it's like uh going to school is like uh starting a game of monopoly and then not telling you the rules and then all of a sudden you're like wait a minute why am i losing like, well, you didn't know you could do this and this and this. Like, no, I was never taught that. Oh, well, that's I'm winning now because I have four monopolies and you don't. So is it's that just a game that your wife. So for your wife doing tax, is that something that's only in the United States? For what? Does any other country do that with the corporations, with being able to spread oh, things out and write things? Yeah, off? every other country does that. And it, they do it to it like the uh, swaps, like uh, for, it's swapping through other countries. So like here we were Ireland was like. Apple was using Ireland for a while to pay zero tax and they got sued eventually for doing that. But there's like islands like the Seychelles and I've worked with internet marketing people and they'll bank in the Seychelles um, because there's no tax there. And they'll just do like an incentive for foreigners where like if you open a bank account with that minimum of $50,000, then 
you can have like a banking presence in their company or, or in their country or whatever if you maintain that and they'll just use that as like a liquid asset to i don't know do stuff with their comp their company their country but it's all intertwined all over the place <laughs> gotcha i was just wondering if it was exclusive to the united states or if it was just everywhere no but i wonder how they do with places like morocco where people don't really bank like when we were in morocco trying to pull money out from banks like we'd have to call them ahead of time and they would have to be like okay give us three days to get the cash together and we'd be like what the shit <laughs> They're like, they yeah, didn't... everyone, no one uses us around there. No, it's like no one. That's I don't, great though. Yeah. And they're really strict on the cash. Like you can't leave the country with any cash and it's interesting. Huh. That's really cool. I don't know. I think that is the way that we should really think though. Here in the United States, we're like, we're more selfish. So as far as what you were saying, where people would get together and pull their money together and help buy a house. You it can sense, see that um, here, sort it of. It seems almost unbelievable to a certain extent, but then again, you can see it in like the Amish community or in like the Hasidic Jewish oh, yeah. community or in like certain Asian communities, first generation, like they'll do similar stuff. <laughs> I can picture people here in America doing that. I can see that in my positive outlook mindset, but I don't see that happening all the time. Sometimes I've seen it happen. I work in the mortgage industry, so I've seen parents and relatives kind of pull together and co-sign and pull assets so that they can help with like a down payment or provide a gift for their children, but it's not all the time. Well, you can go even further than that, and I think I'm right. Oh, hang on. My mic was muted. You can go even further than that. I think I'm right this time by Mexicans. Sorry, I got the siesta thing wrong, <laughs> but uh, with... I think it's Mexicans that do this where they, they have multi-generational houses yes. where you got, you've got like two but generations living in there. Yeah. It's a normal thing where you grow up in the house, your grandparents live there with you. Then you raise your family there and your parents live there and it just kind of continues and nobody's paying a mortgage because the house was paid off a hundred years ago. And you take care of your elders. You mm -hmm. don't stick them in a nursing home. Think how much stronger the family tie is with that. Not to mention the financial stability. Like well, it makes a lot of sense, but everybody in the Western world is like, no, you got to go out and make your own bag and get your own house. I'll and give be you indebted <laughs> for yourself. You know, that's a perfect example too. That reminds me of my cousins in Spain. So in Spain, uh, my cousin works three months of the year as a waiter in like a beach community in Mar in Mar uh, Marbella, which is like really nice, like like a beach in LA or something like that. Um, but the rest of the year, he just like goes to school and then travels. He was in Egypt, he was in South America, and he was in Holland this year. I'm like, what the. F I can't afford to do any of that. Like, and you only work three months of the year. He has a red BMW. He has a house that's paid off. His his year his taxes on his house since it's rural is like one hundred and twenty dollars a year. That's what he pays in wow. tax. Wow. Yeah, the house was like forty thousand euros or something like that. So my it's registration like, on my car is more than that every year. Our yeah. property taxes are one twenty a month. Yeah, and Jesus. he has free healthcare, like all that or all that stuff taken care of. So he has like very low expenses, like 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 almost no overhead. So he lives just like this insanely free lifestyle that sounds like America in the fifties or something like that. I'm like, dude, off of uh, three months of the year, you can have a BMW and three vacations a year. Like, what the? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, What's his mindset like? How is he as a person? Is he? super chill and just oh super in happy. spain in general they're just very very laid back like well, and they're if you, always drunk yeah which is well, fair if you try and get them to do something like that they don't want to do they'll burn the street they'll they'll do a soccer hooligan riot so like if you're like hey we're gonna raise the tax by 0.1 percent on the gas they're like oh tch, all right we're taking a month off fuck that <laughs> like all right and then they'll just do that just like in pretty much in like what france is doing now but over any little tiny thing and with us they're just like yo you guys are gonna have to uh retire when you're 85 and we're like all right that sounds like we yeah, have we'll figure it out like that sounds like no. prime time to be traveling <laughs> it's like i think average average death is like 79 in the u.s or something <laughs> well, I mean, we most need people, to take yeah. notes from these countries that are rising up we don't have to burn the streets down or hurt anybody we don't have to go full blm ourselves uh, yeah and do it well, the right way but yeah when you retire at 80 or whatever the retirement age is now uh your vacation is going to be down the hall to the uh, shared bathroom in the nursing home because that's as far as you can go 
<laughs> and the nursing yeah, homes like the killing now. fields for the uh any type of lockdown situation it's like yeah. uh <laughs> not a great Dude, place to be it doesn't seem like a great plan the american dream doesn't seem like a great plan anymore it used to be from what i can tell from what the history books say a lot better idea than it, in reality it is now because but i've the, seen my parents it's not it's not a dream it's a nightmare there is some Awful. things that are, are, are still like preserved here that they're trying to get rid of as quick as possible. And there, there are still like some small farms with that are in decently deregulated states and stuff like that. Whereas in Europe, like farming is impossible with even in like rural places without like a million different licenses, which is all coming to even the most rural places in the United States. But uh we also have a lot more home ownership. I think in Italy, only 11% of people own homes, which is kind of crazy. Huh? Oh yeah. That was uh your brother. I work for Joe's brother and he was saying that they wanted to buy land in Mexico and you can, you can buy a house, but you never year own, lease. You never own the land. Yeah. yeah. Like you always lease that land. Well, I mean, it's the same here. Like that, that was my argument with people trying to go off grid in America. I'm like, you're never actually going to be, 100% Grizzly Adams off grid because you're going to have to pay property taxes and they'll come boot you the fuck out. I mean, if you, you could try. live in a mountain and make it your own. No, that, that's squatting. Right. You could go squat somewhere. And that's no, why I keep talking. They're going to say that's not Hobbit green, hole. though. They're going to say you're fucking up the grizzly bear territory and um, or like the mating mockingbird tree or something like that. Like the spotted they, owl. Remember the spotted owl? What happened to that thing? Yeah. There's a thing in the 90s, I think. Dude, owls kill hawks. It's pretty crazy. I didn't think they were that gnarly, but dude, owls are bad ass. They are <laughs> evil as fuck. They can turn their heads all the way around. That's a warning sign. <laughs> they they hiss like a motherfucker too. Just the we look had... in their eyes. They have an intelligent like fuck you in their eyes. Yeah, no, they're they're ridiculously smart. We caught one in the chicken coop up at the academy, and then found out that it was actually the mate to one that they had on a reservation a wildlife or a wildlife reservation because it was endangered and that motherfucker was mean caught him in a trash can opened it up and he was just all well no wonder he was mean what well, we caught him in a trash can he's <laughs> trying to kill a fucking chicken Call oh shit we totally gotten off the track of cbd i feel really bad oh no oh, we no, went no. way past cbd all the way over like <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> or something. we get crazy sometimes i think we i think we got it pretty good just like the or the origin story um unless there's okay. any any specific uh things you have questions about oh i wanted to know have you delved into the whole fucking it's really not a conspiracy but the anti-weed thing that was a real thing. Was it Hearst? I think William Randolph Hearst oh, that kind dude. of pioneered the anti-pot thing because he wanted to use trees for paper instead of hemp. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was actually legally mandated to grow hemp when America, like the 13 colonies we had, it was legally mandated that you grew hemp. Like you were, it was part of the war, like part of the effort to keep the company, the country viable because it was used for so many different things. And uh, if you look back in the history of the marijuana plant, it's insane. Like if you look back in China, in India, uh, in China, 10,000 years ago, our first houses that we ever found, like the remains of, there's hemp clothing in there. In Egypt, there are uh, female flowers with no seeds in nug jugs in the pharaoh's tombs. Like oh, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, right? And so, like, in India, they've been making this drink called bangs or whatever for, for weddings and for ceremonies since recorded history in Egypt. And if you look in the Egypt, uh, uh, Hindu, whatever, I'm terrible. I'm going to be messing up a lot of stuff. Not perfect. You're um, actually racist now, but that's yeah. <laughs> But some, like this, in, somewhere in the Sanskrit, I don't know if it's the Baha, Madrija, or whatever, but uh, one of the Hindi religious scripts about siddhartha um having an argument with their family one day and so he gets really really mad and goes down and takes the the shade of the uh, cannabis plant and he's under the cannabis plant and he's he's really angry with this argument he got with his family so he starts eating some flowers while he's in the shade after a while he starts to think he's like you know what it's this isn't a big deal like what's more important is my family like i need to go uh like stomp this like little drama and like go be more like uh i don't know chill 
<laughs> basically, right? And so when he realizes that the flowers from these plants are the reason that he came to this realization, he decides that he needs to give this to the people of the Hindu Kush Valley. So I wonder if you guys have heard the word Kush or like Hindu related to any marijuana strains before, but that, that is plans. where most of our indica strains come from are from like the Hindu Kush mountains and places like that. So it's pretty, pretty So is that ingrained. mythology or is that like a... I guess it's like so. A, a legend or something. Yeah, it's a legend. I guess it yeah, does like make an origin though. story. It, that sounds like every pothead I've ever known. Right. That's where the purple Kush comes. You get from. all mad, yeah. you go home, smoke a bowl, and you're like, "Man, fuck this. Whatever, it's fine." Yeah, that and, sound about right. <laughs> and uh, it, it's been used in like insane. Like the Scythians used it before battle, and they would hot hot box, which is an interesting thing. I wonder if it calmed their nerves or something. Is like, I don't know about using it before battle. It might make me paranoid, but it could have been some good indica or something that just chill them out. But uh, they'd they'd put their like yurts, like Mongolians, and fill up um, like a bonfire pit in the front, which is fat fat plants and of. Uh, uh, uh female plants and then they just hot box it and then they go out and start their battle and they were like they were like the hun the huns or the mongols on horses didn't, didn't they used to do that oh, with yeah. mushrooms too they uh i think they called them berserkers where they they eat a shitload of mushrooms and then just go nuts on people oh yeah in that germany and, and uh yeah um in spain they had it where they'd get naked and charge you <laughs> dude that's the best way to fight we've talked about this. bad ass that's where it's like i don't even you don't care. want to fight a guy that's naked let alone a guy with a boner oh like, yeah that's scary as shit if somebody comes <laughs> at me with an axe with a boner i'm like i'm dead because you assume that they're super confident if they're naked you're like whoa he doesn't he's not covered in armor he's not afraid of anything he must no. be amazing at wielding that axe <laughs> yeah like i'd run from that guy the only weakness is if they have war dogs, then I'm like, oh shit, they're coming from a hot dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Like, they're not going to be worried about. But the war, the history of the war dogs is pretty crazy. Like what Columbus, like they they used thousands of them. Like it wasn't just like four or five dogs that they brought over against the Indians. They had thou like a systematic system of kennels and. What kind of dog was it? Was it Chihuahuas? <laughs> I no, think it was the, a sheen dog. This is oh, a this, sheen dog. This is yeah. my conspiracy. Chihuahuas were native to the native, uh, so the native South Americans had Chihuahuas, but they were they domesticated them as a meat. So like they would have them like follow them around as they. That's travel. probably a better use for Chihuahuas actually. A shish kebab. Well, it's so like they follow you perfectly. So it's like, hey, come on, you don't even have to like the like herd them or anything, which is pretty messed up. But I feel like that's how. They almost got a karma because they ended up being eaten by 300 pound Spanish war dogs, which were like probably the worst way to die ever, like being eaten, <laughs> disemboweled by these things. And they would uh, feed them like Indian babies to get them the flavor, like to get them the flavor right or like the flavor or I don't know, get them. Do they taste like curry or what? <laughs> Not Native American babies. But yeah. Oh, <laughs> maybe <sorry>. acorns and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chili powder, pumpkin, turkey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cumin. Sorry, not curry, cumin. That's what I meant. Well, turmeric has the natural anti-inflammatories too. It actually is very similar to CBD in that way. <laughs> yeah, we take that all the time. I love turmeric. It makes your shit orange. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'll stain like the inside of your water bottle orange if you have one. It'll stain your teeth and shit too. It's crazy. <laughs> we just put it in a smoothie so we can't tell, but. But yeah, oh, that's it's awesome smart. for you. I actually had a doctor recommend that. I've talked about it on the show. I went to an actual doctor. She was a nurse practitioner, but still like at a mainstream hospital. And she was like, hey, have you tried taking turmeric or milk thistle or garlic pills? And I was like, what? She didn't try to prescribe any sort of medication to me at all. Wow. It was great. Yeah. Usually no, if you would bring that up, they'd get offended. It'd be like, oh, I was thinking about trying like turmeric. And they'd be like, oh. You're like, ew. <laughs> yeah. Go to some holistic doctor. What Go are up you, to Mount Shasta, weirdo. Yeah. yeah. No, now it's getting to the point now that if I went to a doctor and they have a degree, I'm I'm like, eh, I'm I'm good. I'll, I'll probably go down to the uh, chiropractor down there that does acupuncture. Hey, you know, there's I good people everywhere. Though I had an amazing doctor that I saw in Red Bluff, just south of here, who he was like, I wa I went into the emergency room a couple of years ago, randomly, and he was like, hey. 
our medical system is super broken. Like he said this to me, like behind oh, wow. a curtain in the ER. And he was an older dude. He's like, our medical system's broken. I'm going to give you an ultrasound for free on your gallbladder. And everything was fine. Like there was nothing wrong with me, but he was like, I'm not even going to charge you. He goes, they charged you two. He's like, they charge you two grand just for walking in this door. Oh like, yeah. You're going to get a bill from them. It's not me from me. Yeah, so I, I think there's good people out there in general that happen to get into the medical field. So chances are, yeah, they're going to prescribe you something, but you never know. You so can't like, like that, knock them all. That story about the vets being all like vertically integrated um, and not really. And that's why they can't really choose a price anymore. Like a mom and pop can be like, yeah, we're going to do 80 bucks for an x-ray or they'll see you struggling and they'll be like, okay, you know what? I'll do it for 40 or something like that. You cannot do that at a corporation because there's no the POS system doesn't even have an option for a discount. <laughs> right. It's just like, this is the yeah. only option we have. And then like, so like I went to a vet in the United States and they're like, you know, it's 8,000 a hip to do the hips or like 500 to put them down, put your dog down. And we right. could do that today. And I'm like, what? Uh, are you Jesus fucked? Christ, <laughs> that was an option that they gave you when you're going in there to save your dog? Right. Yeah. Yeah, wow. for dual hip dysplasia, because well, it was it was real bad to the point where like she could barely get up, but now she she ran around until she was thirteen years old, like no problem. <laughs> so good for you. That's an amazing pet owner right there. That's what people. So I can understand there where people get frustrated. So at my vet, our dog used to eat random crap, and our vet told us a story about a hound dog who would eat a rock every single week. And it sounded, it sounded like a parable the way she told it to me because she was like, your dog needs to stop eating all this crap because here's what could happen. But anyway, she said this hound dog ate a giant river rock almost every week. And this couple had to go in and do a surgery and each surgery was $2,000. So after they did the first surgery, the dog went and recovered. Maybe it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a week at a time, but whatever. After a week of recovery, the dog ate another rock. So they paid another two grand. And then they went back and they paid another two grand. So after three or four times, they ended up putting the dog down because they couldn't figure it out. They could have like, just kept it away from the river. Leash. Yeah. No, the river rocks are just common. It doesn't, it wasn't. Or maybe keep river. it in a kennel. I'm just saying my point was the dog was eating rocks and instead of getting it a muzzle or doing something like you did for your dog, they were like, well, I guess I should just put it down because I don't want to take responsibility. So I commend you for finding something else that you could do for your dog besides putting it to sleep. Because I mean, there's always a solution. It's the humane thing to do. If your animal can't stop being retarded and eating rocks, you got to step in. You got to do something. Don't let it eat rocks. That's it. <laughs> well, the, another thing with the vets in Mexico, um, that was how I actually got pointed towards CB2 was a vet in Mexico mentioned it um, and the raw diet and everything like that, which was complete opposite. Like when I was here and I had an issue with my dog, um, they were only telling me to use the Hill science diet or whatever. And it was because they have a deal between Banfield and that, that brand. So their exclusive deal is to only sell this brand. The first ingredients like Brewer's byproduct. So it's like what they use at breweries, what they normally would throw away. Or like feed to pigs or something like that is what they're putting in the dog food as a number one ingredient. I'm like, this is supposed to be medicinal. Like this is completely a money grab. So there, that that was like a huge thing to see. And um, the reason the vet was able to do that in Mexico is they own everything. They own the building. They don't pay rent. No one can kick them out. No one can do shit. They own every machine. They own their own lab. So like when they don't have to send the blood out to someone else, they're like, yo, we're doing it here in the back room here we have a lab here and it's just like a completely different human process and you get treated just like a human and it, coming from back and forth i was like unless you do know a really good vet here i i it's hard to to find something like that and they also have a overnight emergency vet it's a hundred dollar flat fee for them to come and then whatever services they have to do are normal price they don't up you for like doing it in the middle of the night, which is crazy here. I think it's $2,000 to enter the emergency vet. If you go in after 6 PM and that's just to enter the doors. And then they have crazy inflated prices too. So. Wow. It's not like that here. We took our cat to the vet and they, I think they charged us like one fifty because they were open after hours. And, uh, Oh wow. Are you more it, rural or. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We're in a pretty like. It's still VCA community. though. Yeah, it's VCA, but they were not corporate 
at all. They were over the phone. I will say when I got there, they're like, please provide us with your credit card. And I'm like, my cat's dying like right now. Just bring him in. And the vet tech that came out though, he was like, just let me tell me what's going on. And the lady on the phone was like, I need your credit card number. And he took my phone and he set it down in this like planted, like a potted plant. He was like, you don't need that right now. Anyway, tell me what's going on. And they were super kind and they weren't worried at all about my payment. They just wanted to take the cat died anyway. It didn't matter, but they were very sweet. And I think it cost total like 500 bucks. Oh, wow. For them to not save the cat. Well, they couldn't. I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is, but it didn't cost me five grand or whatever, like what you're talking shit. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it's it's a, it's a complete scam here. So do they offer pet insurance? Because that's the thing yeah. that I've been thinking about. Do you have does that cover anything? Um. Well, since we're so close to TJ here, like it's so much better just of a better deal just across there and then go eat some tacos, get my hair done, get my car fixed and then come back <laughs> then to to, to deal with it because um, it's pretty expensive. It is a good deal for like the puppy package. So it's like they're it's like a drug dealer. Like they're like, oh, you got a puppy. So like for four hundred bucks for like six months, you get like all their intro shots. You get all their whatever other stuff. It's still a lot of money compared to Mexico, but for as many doctors' appointments, I think it's like eighty bucks just to walk in to have a regular doctor's appointment here before you get anything done. Like before they even weigh your dog or anything. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's how of entry. The annual checkups here, I will say, are like seventy five dollars. Or maybe it's, yeah, I think it's annual that I take my dog to 75 bucks and they might not do anything at all, but they also don't charge astronomical prices for things. So yeah, that's not bad for a year <laughs> at all, but they, it's interesting too, cause we had to cross the border and I'm worried that how many shots that we had to do could have potentially been something that had caused my dopamine to start with her seizures because her seizures are based off of inflammation in her head because she has a small head but any little thing diet wise like if she eats like a chicken nugget then she could have a seizure just because it, it will give her that much inflammation um oh, unless yeah. Tell i do us stuff about that about how you gave her cbd because i think we were talking about that pre-show yeah so i'll see like if she'll get a look in her eyes like she'll tuck her tail between her legs and she'll like get really scared and she's a doberman so she's not really scared of very much so um that's when i know she's she would be about to have one and the first time she had one it was the crazy it was like really long it was i don't know how i was in a traumatic state so i don't know how long but it felt like forever and then when she came out of it she her eyes were just fully dilated and she jumped over our six foot fence and so I was chasing her down the street in my boxers with no shoes on, like with people <laughs> like grabbing their dogs and throwing them over fences because they thought my dog was like rabid because she had foam coming all over her face. And she's just oh, like shit. a massive Doberman running full speed. And that was like the craziest thing ever. Um, but since then, we've been treating it um, with obviously avoiding like chicken nuggets <laughs> or anything like really salty or any little tiny um, dietary thing could, that could set her off. And then um, if she has any symptoms or if I'm going to leave for a while, I'd give her a lot of CBD because if she was to have a seizure while I was gone, it could be a huge problem because I have to put water on her to keep her cool because she like overheats really quickly with all the muscle contractions and all that stuff. And with my other dog, I don't know if he would attack her or anything. So I have to keep them separated and, like they wouldn't normally attack her, but when she becomes possessed like that, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's damn near as much trouble as a kid. And I know you have kids too, oh, yeah. so you do know the difference. But yeah, they're they're like little toddlers that never grow up and move out and pay rent. It's crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, dude, at least look, less temper tantrums. Yeah, and they give yeah. you unconditional love without asking you for money. I'm sorry, yeah. but <laughs> that's a fair. Yeah, thing. they don't ask you for money; they just require it naturally. So that's cool. At least they don't ask you for it. It's weirdly easier to get people to watch my dogs and kids. It's or <laughs> I can trust them easier, I guess, too. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I'd way rather babysit a dog than a kid. Any well, most dogs. There's some dogs that no. <laughs> Well, dude, before we get out of here, tell everybody uh, anything you want to plug as far as your show or purepetwellness.com or anything else. 
Definitely. So uh, check out my show. I've been guesting on a lot of stuff, a lot of swap cast. I'm looking to get a co-host potentially soon, and then we'll get the ball rolling on our own uh, episodes again. Uh, but we have a little back catalog of some cool stuff. And then you can check us out on Instagram if you search The Conspiracist. And then um, Pure Pet Wellness, if you want to use the discount code. What was the discount code you guys were going to sign up with? I Oh, do I just say it now? Yeah. I guess just legit legit okay so legit will give you 20 percent off your whole cart um free shipping and that code will work um every time you order so if you forgot something in your cart and you want to go back you can go back use the code legit it's going to give you 20 percent off nice yes that's awesome well dude thank you so much uh we will uh schedule you on again soon and check up on you and your doggies um uh, this will go out Sunday because we started kind of a new schedule. So I think this show, yeah, it should go out Sunday. Awesome. So I'll, I'll let you know when it goes out and you can share the links or whatever. And I will share your links to your Instagram and your uh, website and all that stuff. So appreciate Perfect. you. Nice awesome meeting talk, you, dude. dude. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Definitely. Hopefully I'll be on again soon. <laughs> Hell yeah. All yeah. right, everybody. Have a great fucking night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 